Is anything going to pop up here? Becomes the bigger question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that at the start. I'm doing a live stream tonight. I figure with this game going into extras, you got runners on first and third right now. It seemed like the perfect time to do one of those live shows uh, for those who are missing. Missing. <laughs> That's a weird choice of statement for me. Uh, Alec Thomas, guy I've been a big fan of for a while. Did they get the double play? Nice. Um, unfortunately, the run is still across, so right now it is a 5-4 to four game. Arizona takes the lead. Uh, un- un- unearned run for Trevor Steffen. Uh, you know, it just... That extra runner, we'll see if the Guardians can get back and what Trevor Steffen can do to get out of this inning. By the way, he is now up to, um, man, I'm just butchering this. Hello. I am Jeff Ellis, host of Lockdown Guardians, as I have been since the inception of the show. Before then, I was the host. I'm going to share this link over here on the Twitter. I was the host, no? I mean, as the host of the Scouting Baseball website. I really should have tried to fight to keep that... uh, that domain name uh, for Scouting 24-7. Before that, I was on just about every Cleveland sports blog imaginable. And I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. Sorry. And that is my last tweet while this is occurring. Uh, So, baseball. What a day. Um, Should we talk the game? Let me see what people... We don't have anyone in here right now, so... Uh, we'll see if anyone pops in, but uh, let's talk about the, you know, I'll update the game as it's occurring. Let's talk a little bit of this deadline. It's been kind of craziness. If you go through and you look at just the sheer amount of trades today, uh, you know, the first one that really popped for me was the Yankees getting Scott Efros. I would have loved to have gotten him. Now, the comparable Cleveland guy... You know, I'm I'm hesitant to say it's Logan Allen. Is it? Is it maybe someone like Xavion Curry? Maybe, maybe that nets you him. I would have done that personally. Efros is like uh, maybe more Joe Smith. I mean, he's that side swipe, side swipe, sidearm right hander. So I would have liked to have seen him. Uh, that's the reliever they got traded today. That I actually, most wanted to see uh, come to the Guardians based on who we saw. Josh Hader. Uh, it was a lot of interesting pieces for a guy who's been used a lot, and you know we'll we'll see if that works out. San Diego almost never wins those trades. Uh, the Dodgers clearing roster space, forty man space with their deal. Uh, interesting that that happened with Tampa being the beneficiary. Frankie Montes deal. So let's discuss this. One, Ken uh, Waldachuk is much better than everyone thinks he is. Like talking to. If you have any talks with anyone in baseball, he is thought of a lot more highly than he is in terms of his listings. Two, what have I talked about on this show these past few days that uh, draft, not draft eligible, that pitchers in the upper levels are they're safer than hitters, right? We'll we'll see what happens with all these great Guardians hitters in the upper level. Maybe they'll translate. I, I sent out a tweet today where you know you can go find this. It is really interesting if you compare George Valera and Clint Frazier. They have almost identical stats at each level of the minors at the same age. Uh, similar height. Both were center fielders who moved off. Uh, power potential. Both had problems with breaking pitches. Balls lower in the zone. So, you know, there, there's not to say that, that Valera, I, I have, I've, you know, at the same time, 
when they traded Frazier, it was a bit of a heartbreaker because I did think very highly of him. I don't want to sit back and make it be like, no, he's, you know, I think, but the, the big thing here was someone like Frazier who we talked about the zip system in the preseason. He was ninth in their system once. Uh, he was a top 20 prospect at one point in time. When you look at hitters, there's something that some just, you know, they can get hung up. Pitchers, once you got that spin rate data, we know what their control is like. We know what the velocity is. We know what pitches they have. Very few high-end pitchers fail to make that transition. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like Oakland drafts bats and then trades for pitching, and they're going for close to the majors pitching because they have more data. It's easier to evaluate. Uh, And I don't think it's a bad deal. And then for as much as everyone being like Jerry DePoto overpaid or Oakland did terrible, Luis Casilla is the better pitcher this year. He has a longer track record. His velocity isn't down, which Montas was in his last start. Montas has shoulder issues, and he's had a PD uh, suspension. And he's the number two. Like, there's a pretty big gap there between the guys who we are 100% know are going to be traded. Uh, It is interesting with the Yankees getting him, Seattle getting um, Castillo. Jose Quintana goes to the Cardinals. So the the talk has always been the Twins like Tyler Molly. We'll see if that is who ends up there. I thought the three-teamer was fascinating just because I'm not – like, Jose – you know, it's always like doubt the Rays at your own risk. At the same time, it's like Jose Siri was went through waivers like three times. His overall, like I get that he's got some interesting batted ball data, but his production data is not good. <laughs> like he has not been a strong hitter. So what do you do with that? Like they, they let go Brett Phillips, who might, Jose Siri might just be Brett Phillips. I really like Seth Johnson. Um, Chase McDermott, who went from the Astros, is a really interesting guy. And the fact that they got Trey Mancini and Jaden Murray, that's, that wasn't that costly of a deal for Houston, really. I was kind of surprised at the overall cost for that that trade. I thought, I don't understand Tampa's part, and getting Mancini and an interesting pitcher, good on them. And then to go out and get Christian Vasquez pretty cheaply. Uh, we'll get into segment two. Some, you know, we're, we're not going to get into the debate of prospects. We're not going to get in the debate of cost of getting someone like Sean Murphy. We're going to bring up some under-the-radar targets in our second segment. Uh, Luke Weaver to Kansas City. Man, dude can't stay healthy. Hasn't been the same guy. And then Jake Diekman for Reese McGuire uh, because the White Sox had already gone out and got a another catcher, which I guess isn't showing up here, and I'm, I'm blanking on who they had gotten. CBS, you're letting me down. This is not an updated list. So it was a lot going on. You still got Tyler Molly out there. You still, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I have one screen open. I don't see if anyone. Nope, no questions. <laughs> If you do have a question, drop it in here. It's part of the reason I go live uh, is to kind of turn into a little bit of a mailbag as well. But with everything that's happened today, there's still the Tyler Mollies. There's still some of those, you know, Josh Bell is, is going to get moved. Uh, Thor should get moved. Uh, Wilson Contreras. We assume those guys are all going to get moved. So there's still a lot of action for tomorrow. There's also the questionable guys, you know, Witty, you know, Sean Murphy, Pablo Lopez, Tarek Skubal, are any of those guys going to move? Zach Plesak in Cleveland. Is he uh, someone who could go? You know, we'll have to see. There, There is a lot. There is still a lot of players. There's still, you know, it's not 24 hours because it's, you know, that early deadline tomorrow. So it's, it's like the 4 o'clock deadline. Um, but yeah, it's going to be something to watch. We had the the draft deadline pass, a pair of third rounders, just a, you know, of course I have to talk a little bit of draft as well. A pair of third rounders, Brandon Sprout, who had been 
connected with the Guardians for a long time, uh, pre-draft from Florida, and then uh, Nolan McLean, who started the year viewed as maybe more of a third baseman, but is definitely a pitcher, and I think he'll go back and try to improve his value. But and then we had uh, the one craziness, like well over a million dollars going to um, Carter Young, who Baltimore took, I believe, on day three, seventeenth round. Before the year began, he had oof, that is a weak hit there by Naylor. Um, but it advances the runner. So that's the more important thing, really. But Young had, like, he was viewed as a top 10 prospect, had a really bad year because he's a no-doubt shortstop. And I've talked about the lack of shortstop depth in that Baltimore system. <laughs> they go out and add Carter Young, pay him seven figures, go out and add uh, Jackson Holiday, and, you know, pay him out the nose. So big change for them. We're going to take that first break at this point in the show, come back and, you know, discuss more about the deadline, this game. Uh, it's, I know it's probably an inopportune time to throw a break with, with Jimenez up. But, yeah, we're going to just quickly throw a break and hopefully, um, you know, the general noise of my four-year-old isn't coming up on the show as well. Built Bar is our first sponsor. They are... They're my favorite sponsor. Why? Because I love their product. They were doing a factory seconds deal. I'm not sure if that is still going on right now. But cookie dough, ch- uh, the the you know the part time flavors, the ones that come and go. Uh, cookie dough chunk puff is one. Uh, I am gluten free. I didn't get to try it. I had my wife take them. She quite enjoyed that. Toffee almond in the original was a favorite. I quite like that one. Uh, here's the thing. At the end of the day. There's many different flavors. None of them, even the ones who aren't your favorite, aren't bad. But you'll find your favorites. You will enjoy them. And when I go to BuiltBar.com, which I do often because I love this product, I use the promo code LOCK15. Same promo code I tell you to use because saving 15% is the best deal you're going to find on the best tasting protein bar available. That is BuiltBar.com. Remember that promo code is LOCKED15. It's delicious. As I always say, A in my heart, A in my health food app. And let's see, this is the problem. I really hate the fact that I upgraded to the new Windows. It's driving me mad. It's not letting me do what I want when I want. So, under the radar targets. And there we go. Hey, you know, uh, big hit Andres. Uh, we got the, the, the assassin, uh, you know, do we go for alliteration? And that's not really alliteration because it's, no, it would be what? Assonance, because it's the assassin, Andres. Uh, I don't know, we got to come up with a nickname, but he seems to always come up with these big hits. Game is tied back up. We'll see if they can keep going. Uh, try to make this one, you know, turn, uh, grab uh, a victory from the jaws of defeat. Where is the overall? I'm, the thing I'm very curious to see is we have Miller, Jones. No, I'm sorry. We have Miller, then Benson. So... Will Benson makes his debut. If you missed it, uh, he was called up. Anthony Ghost was moved to the 60-day DL, so now we have two players. Uh, part of me wonders if Ghost is just... He could be a roster uh, casualty before the end of the year. It, the the health issue, his general just age, um, productiveness wasn't necessarily peak. Uh, so he, it's not so much like when they activate Morris where they're going to have to move someone off. Uh, they might even, when goes is time for him, they might try to just pass him through waivers and see. But they they moved him, sent down call, brought up Benson. Why do you make that move? 
you know, Naylor, we saw him hit in this inning. He's clearly not in max health, but you also don't want to put him on the disabled list because then you, uh, you, you know, you don't have any availability of him and you have to have him at what, f- 10 days for pitchers, 15 for batters. So you need someone who can cover first because Owen Miller is also not 100%. And you need someone who can cover three outfield spots. That's Benson. Uh, another, that 2012 class, you know, we've talked about it. It's Jones, it's Plesak, it's, um, it's Bieber, of course. It's Savale. Uh, there's even more guys further down the list. Uh, JL Baseball, Justin Lada had a lot of great information with all that. And I had to joke, like, I mean, uh, starter in this one, Cal Quantrell was also from this class. And if you look at the San Diego side of things, they had Cal Quantrell, they had Eric Lauer, and they had uh, David Bednar, the great pitcher in Pittsburgh. Traded all of them. Don't have much to show for it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if the... And stolen base. I don't know. Was anyone... I, I'm curious. I don't watch the local broadcast when I'm watching. I watch the... Uh, I was watching Arizona. Was the local broadcast pointing out the fact that when 99 was in their pitching, he is extremely easy to steal on because he has to tap his glove against his leg before he throws to home? It, it was interesting. Like They very quickly caught up on it, and that's why and they nearly got a run off of him. Uh, just because once a guy gets to first base, if he's got any speed at all, he's going to get the second and third easily because you know tap and go. Just kind of an interesting point that I picked up listening to the out-of-town broadcast, as it were. So to go back to this game, let's let's discuss this game and then make segment three, the one about some trade targets. Uh, in this game right now, let's do our, our box score bingo. Let's talk about who reached base twice. Two hits and a walk by Quan. Two hits by Ahmed, including a home run. Four hits by Andres. Andres, uh, and then I believe that is it. Everyone else, I don't. Do we? We had what a walk with Hedges. Uh, it's, it was that the number of people who want to talk say the catching situation is good enough in Cleveland with Hedges. I'm, I I can't. I don't. I don't know how you make that statement. I don't know how people can sit back and, and watch him be literally one of the bottom 10 hitters in baseball all year <laughs> and then say, no, we're good. Like, they, they need to do something there. And unfortunately, with Christian uh, Vasquez being traded to Bo- uh, from Boston, there's one less catcher on the market. Again, in segment three, we'll get more into the catching group. Another kind of mediocre start by Quantrell, four runs and in six innings, just four strikeouts, the two home runs, six hits, one walks, one walks, one walk. Eli Morgan... He's letting base runners on. It's he's not the guy he was earlier in the year. I don't know if it, if people are just able to pick it up more. Or what's going on? Uh, I'd be interested to see what the really smart people have to say. But he is just not where he was. Uh, Ninety nine. That walk nearly came back to get him, but luckily he's really hard to hit, and he's looking more and more like his old stuff, which is huge. Class A just continues to be otherworldly, and then Trevor Steffen the. Base hit, allowed that run to get across, got the double play to get out of it. He is inching up. I mean, I think he already has made himself the greatest Rule 5 pick in franchise history. Now he doesn't have it by war. He's got like a 1.3 war, and I believe he has to get past 2.1 or maybe 2.6. But in terms of high-end production, he's already beat what they have had. Uh, You had an intentional walk to Jose and Benson to... And here's the thing with Will Benson. He's got physical tools. That's what got him drafted. 
Now, I remember writing about the fact that I watched tape of him as a high schooler, and he would his, his approach and swing changed in his at-bat. Just real inconsistency with the hit tool. And that was my concern. But, you know, the character was off the charts. The work ethic was off the charts. And this year, statistically, he's just unlike anything he's ever done. Again, I don't know. Just because we don't really see... You know, you're, you're betting on an adjustment level that really hasn't been seen. And, I mean, yeah, there's statistical showing of it, but uh, I'll be curious to see what he can do. I'm curious to see if it can translate, if it can continue to, uh, you know, if he can be a major league player. Because, honestly, two years ago, I would have said he wasn't going to make it. So this is, again, this is all about his work ethic that he has gotten there, uh, how coachable he is, all those positive things. That is why Will Benson is here. So you just give all the credit in the world, and I hope he proves me wrong. I will gladly, gladly, gladly be proven wrong by him. So the right now in the 10th through 10, we have a 5-5 game. Let's do the other part of the box score bingo, which is Cleveland has nine hits, and they manage, I believe, just in four walks, and then the intentional walks, so that's 15 opportunities. Um, they had two home runs and a double. So you'd expect five. Five, maybe a little bit more. That's where they are. The other side of things, Arizona has two walks, um, a hit batter, and an error. So they had 14 opportunities. And with those 14, and they had a what a double and two home runs of their own. So, yeah, it's it's about what you'd expect at a 5-5 game. What is funny is, for those of you who saw yesterday, I, well, it wasn't funny for me, but <laughs> I recorded a whole episode, and then thanks to um, Windows 11, my volume and microphone were not working. A plus. And due to this, some things got cut. One of those things was my talk about Christian Walker is maybe he should be a Guardians target. And then uh, he proceeds to go ahead and light it up today with that home run going two for five. Yes, he's he's struggling to hit 200, but he walks a lot. He hits for power. He's got, I think, three years of control left, three and a half. Interesting name to keep in mind. Um, you know, I don't know if... First base is necessarily the biggest need for this team. I feel like they want kind of first base DH flexibility, but uh, an interesting player nonetheless. I'm not going to do my three stars because hopefully this game will end before the recording does. We're going to take our next uh, commercial break here, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, you know the game, the top prospects. I'm tired. I apologize. I feel like this is like one of the uh i'm more uh than normal but i want to thank everyone who's listening i'm gonna come back strong here we go in the next segment locked on guardians i'm locked on and we're back from that commercial break <laughs> if you were watching in the video it was uh non-existent otherwise um sorry to the audio listeners uh and there's the you know the sacrifice henches gets it the out is recorded but uh i don't know i don't know if i'd want to give up varsho but i guess you know varsho's had his ups and downs it's it's a thing though it's like you know, mccarthy and beer it's like the rest of this i mean their lineup struggles it is it's pretty weak after that initial four to five but we'll see we will see so one of the names i want to talk about when you're going through um if cleveland isn't going to pony up the cost for Murphy and a lot of people don't want him and that's fine and if Cleveland isn't gonna 
uh, with Christian Vasquez already being on the move, and if Contreras also might be too expensive. But I'll say this, like the catching market, there's a lot of options. Vasquez might be gone, but what about Omar Narvarez? You might be saying, who? And I'm like, well, listen, Milwaukee is in a weird situation, and he is Milwaukee's catcher. And it's interesting because he was with the White Sox to the Mariners to Milwaukee, uh, through his career, and he was a like a defensive butcher was kind of what he was viewed as for a while, a power hitting guy. Now he's actually got terrible stat cast power hitting numbers, uh, and his overall performance this year is kind of middling. I think he's got like a 94 runs created plus, but why he would be an ideal Cleveland Guardians catcher, and I could even see them wanting to talk to him in free agency, is his framing data. So he is 81st percentile in framing this year. Last year, he was 74th. He is always in the red in terms of his framing. These past, He was 100% in 2020, and that was a year he really struggled, but he threw out almost all that 2020 data anymore. But, you know, his pop times aren't great. He's not going to throw out a ton of guys. It's not like, honestly, the catching position is throwing out a ton of guys in Cleveland to begin with. But, you know, he's he's about average production this year. 94 runs created plus. Worth 1.3 war, uh, if you want his slash line, 235, 324, 364. Strong defender behind the plate, four home runs, uh, 10% uh, walk, 19.7 strikeout. All positive things. But again, he can frame, and he would be, you know, I, I don't, I appreciate what Austin Hedges does. But he he's not throwing out guys like he did the past few years. And he is, again, a top, a bottom 10. Not top 10. It'd be nice if he was top 10. Bottom 10 in terms of just hitters in baseball this year. Navarez is almost league average, and you're still getting framing data. And you're like, okay, well, why is Milwaukee going to trade him? One, uh, they traded Josh Hader. They're kind of doing a, let's see how you can fill the in-betweens. And two, they have Victor Carantini, who's been very good this year. They already have a good young catcher who can step up and fill. Uh, and then they had... I want to make sure I get the name right on this. I believe Pedro Serviano, who was got suspended for, um, I want to say, a performance enhancer and was supposed to be their backup catcher. When he went down is when they made that trade for Victor. Victor Carantini, uh, a 119 runs created plus. He's 28 years old. Like He is their everyday catcher now. Navarez is kind of... You know, moved off a little bit, but he's still good enough that you know he's playing a lot. Carantini's actually getting some, I believe, some time at uh, DH at points because the bat has been so good. He's fourth on their team in WAR. Uh, if you knew Chase Peterson was second on their team in WAR, you're a Brewers fan or you're a liar. But yeah, it's one of those things to to look at them. They have catcher depth now. They could use a second baseman. I don't know what level of prospect the Guardians would even consider giving up. But if you're not willing to give up a higher value name. I think Omar Navarez is one of those guys at the catching position who stands out. Uh, the other thing, you know, honestly, I just want to discuss is I think starting pitching is weird. I don't know what's going to happen with Plesak. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, any of uh, the outside options for Cleveland to chase. But I think there is still ways to get good relief help. I'm still, you know, the, I think the Pirates are silly. Let's put it that way. If they don't trade Bednar, who's, you know, what, 30 years old, like his value is just going to go down. Right now it is peak. This is the perfect time. They, they traded Jose Quintana, who's been a good pitcher for them this year. Uh, they still have Brew Baker and Keller, but 
Bednar, I'm sorry, is 27. Get the high value there. I mean, I, I also like, you know, Will Crow. Um, I mean, heck, Dwayne Underwood Jr., at, who's also 27, is one of those converted starters who's been qu- uh, quite good for them out of the pen. And way to go. Henches was able to go ahead and get out of this inning. Uh, yeah, we'll see if they can win. <laughs> How late this one will go. feel like while well, we've had some extra inning affairs, they haven't gone really this deep this long uh, in a very long time. Typically, something goes wrong, and that runner advances, and it doesn't go 12 innings. So it's going to be a, a interesting game. Man, the fact that they put out Seth Beer for Buddy Kennedy, who then struck out. Man, Seth Beer. Remember when he was uh, you know, going to be a legend? I'm sorry, it's, it's not the 12th yet. It's the bottom of the 11th, but still. We're going to see what happens with this Guardians team. Um, I, in terms of the podcast... I'm probably going to cut it. Well, no, I still got some time. We we have some time in this one to uh, to keep chatting it up a bit, the overall live on this, because they want, really want us to keep it about 30. So I have another minute or two. Uh, you know, people aren't necessarily popping in as much on the live stream today. I got a little bit spoiled by the, uh, by the draft stuff where I'd get like 500 people dropping in. Uh, so I thought I would do something fun, see if this team could come back. Uh, well, like I said, we'll see. Uh, I like to make this as fun as possible. I know what I need to do before we end this show. I need to go and thank the uh, Lockdown Guardians iTunes. Uh, so yeah, Omar Navarez is that guy that I think you look at as kind of an under-the-radar type of player that can help this team. I... You know, looking at the Pirates in general as a team, it feels like, you know, they're going to trade everything that isn't locked down. I don't know if there's necessarily another player that stands out outside of the pitching. I don't think there's that hitter help. Um, But that's the thing. It's like, what do you... I'm still all for, like, Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras for, like, three pieces. And catching is so hard. It is not an easy transition for any player. Uh they're in a situation where they don't, you know, Hedges is going to be a free agent. He's going to walk at the end of this year. They could bring him back, but no matter what happens with Bo Naylor, you need someone else to pair with him. He's not going to be like the everyday catcher out of the, the, the start. That's just not how it works. (laughs) And here comes Hedges to the plate. And again, you know, I like the tools. I like, he seems like a good teammate. He's an awesome defender. It's just the contact. He's got good power. He runs well for a catcher. It just he can't identify and hit a baseball well enough to be an everyday player. And when you look at like Contreras and Navarez, there hasn't, or even Christian Vasquez, there hasn't been that link to them. And my theory is, is I think they want to find a catcher who's got multiple years of control. So I think if you're going for like an upgrade that is a little bit cheaper, then like Navarez makes sense. Vasquez would have made a ton of sense. I think. If you're looking at multiple years of control, again, I mean, I'm I'm fine with the Sean Murphy. I, I know it's going to be expensive. I know people don't want to pay that price. But I'll just go back and say, like, we get, as fans, too precious with prospects. And, yeah, they, they're they the lifeblood of a team like the Guardians. <laughs> the weird thing with this Guardians team is, you know, since Lindor, almost nobody who has been an impact player for them was a high prospect. You're not talking about like any top 100s. You're, you know, 
players that were viewed as like I mean Josh Naylor was a distressed asset player you know he's part of the heart of this team you go through and you look at the rotation nobody in there was a top 100 guy well McKenzie was okay so you, you do have McKenzie but it, it's a lot of kind of down the the road guys and uh, you know the one other thing I'll say right now with this team you know hey Hedges did what he needed to do there that is exactly what you want him to do to try to win this game but the, the thing when I was talking about yesterday about the you know, the top prospects in the system, and if they traded three top 10 guys, you know, the, the name that I left out, I was going through and looking at my list, was Tanner Bybee. Tanner Bybee right now might be the third best pitcher in this organization. Uh, his rise this year, you know, I don't know if we're going to do a like, full episode on him or anything like that in the near future, but his rise has been something to watch. And, you know, he might be top 10 right now, no matter what happens with uh, trading prospects. Like he is the guy you need to pay attention to in this organization, his rise, his performance, his stuff. It is unbelievable. And it is part of what has made, you know, the system so deep that they have guys like him where they drafted him. And he was like, well, the problem with him is he doesn't have much of a fastball, good command control guy. And then he had seven miles an hour on his fastball since then. So, well, I'm going to, oh, I can't end one and not the other. So I want to, thank you know everyone out there i want to do the quick thank you to the uh the people leaving reviews uh billy blucky i appreciate that you and i have different views and uh that we you still gave me five stars uh seanisms thank you for your review and again we need one more to just get uh that's unfortunate with straw we need another review here just to knock off the twins are better Byron Buxton is better than all of you by DJ Jazzy Drew. So if you haven't left a review over on iTunes, go do that. Let's knock off the rather cruddy one-star review by a Twins fan. You don't want that showing up on the Lockdown Guardians feed, right? I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been Lockdown Guardians for today. Uh, if a trade happens, I might go live at that moment uh, tomorrow. I will definitely have a lockdown now, but depending on how much is traded and how much there's to talk about, might dive right into that on tomorrow's show. Uh, again, I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Guardians podcast. 